0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by Natalie Dunn-Billings. So I feel like we should address this real quick. At the end of the last episode, we said, fuck Zoom. (laughs) And I'm going to address this because usually we talk for a little bit before the show. We come up with some way to segue into this. No. We can't z- anymore. Zoom fucked us over. So I don't know if it was always like this. I don't know if it was No, it wasn't because COVID we always...
1: Treat. Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, because we didn't start doing this podcast until COVID. But it used to be if you only had two people on a meeting, you got unlimited minutes regardless of your subscription type. We have a free subscription. We're not paying for that shit. (laughs) Well, we log on and we're doing last week's podcast and all of a sudden it tells us we have 10 minutes left And not only is it that we only have a limited amount I'm pretty sure at one point it was you got 45 minutes now. It's telling me we have 40 minutes
1: (laughs) I think it's always been 40.
0: It's it's always been bullshit then (laughs) I was hoping it was just a bad dream, but it's already telling us that we have a 40 minute limit So I guess we just got to get right into it (laughs)
1: Lame
0: You said you have an anecdote, though.
1: I do. So I went to the eye doctor today because, you know, it's that time of year and I have to go every year and I pay for it. So... Got to use my insurance benefits, but when I went today for the first time in many, many years, I didn't go to the eye doctor feeling like I needed a new prescription. Because you know, I mean, you understand, you have glasses. You I do. can tell when your glasses need updated, and you start to get that like kind of fuzzy vision, and everything's just not quite as crisp as it usually is. Yeah, but this year I, I have felt that
0: like right now, which is sad, because I just got these lenses <laughs> last year. I was hoping I could get a, a few years out of them. That is yeah. not the case.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten more than one year out of a pair of glasses. Um, Unfortunately, I was blessed with my mom's terrible vision. So I've never been able to go more than a year without getting some sort of update to my prescription. But this year I went and I was like, I haven't noticed any changes in my long distance vision. That's great. However, I have noticed that I'm having a harder time reading. So Hmm. that was a concern going into my appointment today.
0: So you're seeing fine. But you're having trouble reading in that you can't understand words or in that you can't, that can't see words.
1: I can't focus on the things that I'm reading very easily, like visually.
0: So I ha- I hold up a piece of paper for you and it mm-hmm. says, make time stand still. Because that's the ad that's in front of my face right now. Can you make <laughs> out the words and you're just not able to focus or you can't make out the words visually?
1: So I can see the words fine, but they're a little bit fuzzy and it's a little bit like... Like my eyes are just out of focus. You know, when your eyes are really tired and you just have a hard time focusing on something. That's kind of how my eyes feel all the time when I'm reading things, like up close. And like when I'm watching TV, I have to like focus really hard to see things clearly. So I was a little concerned about that. Um so I went into an
0: eye doctor thing. That sounds like a potential specialty doctor. Obviously, an eye doctor is a specialty (laughs) doctor, but a different kind of specialty doctor.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is my eyes. But anyway, so I went in and um, I was telling him this and he was like, okay, I'll like check your focus. And what I'm thinking is great. I better not need fucking bifocals at 26. (laughs) I'm calling
0: you Ben Franklin.
1: Because my mom has really bad vision and she has bifocals and she's only in her 40s, which is pretty early to have bifocals. And I was like, great. Yeah, that's where I'm headed someday. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'll check your vision, and or I'll obviously check my vision. Um, I'll check. <laughs> I'll your- do the
0: usual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will give you an eye exam if you insist. Um, but he was like, okay, I'll check like your close up focus. And I, he'd never really done that before because I've never had an issue with it. So it was interesting because it was a completely different, you know, usually it's just like the lenses and oh, is this better or this better? And then that's it. But then there was like an extra test he did where it was like a little piece of paper that was out in front of the, the big lens thing. And it was like, it said, look here in the very center. And you're supposed to focus on like the dots and like the words. And then he kept changing it. So I had to like focus harder and it was like moving and it was kind of weird but
0: oh you've never done that before
1: not to that extent i mean there's been like you know oh can you see this okay yeah okay you're good um but he's never done like a full like test there i don't know
0: you sure this um, fella's licensed sounds to me <laughs> like he's just making stuff up on the spot
1: to be honest this is my favorite eye doctor i've ever had i How feel like you got this- him for um, only a couple years, only since we've lived in Columbus. But I feel like he actually explains things to me about my eyes. And I feel like the eye doctor I went to in Michigan didn't do that. He was just like, okay, you need new glasses. But I like this guy because he tells me like, okay, yeah, based on the, you know, the pattern that I'm seeing with your vision, this is what you should expect like to happen next year or like what I would expect to happen by the time you're 30, etc." cetera. And um, last year he had told me that based... Based on like my trajectory he expected my long distance vision to get better which is weird and I had never heard that before but believe it or not I went in today and he was like actually your distance vision is a tiny bit better. Not better enough to like need a new prescription but significant like significant enough that he was able to tell. So that's interesting. Hmm. But he did the close up vision test and he was like okay well you have three problems. Which oh goodness. Which <laughs> is always what you love for your doctor to say. Um, the first problem is that my long distance vision is better so it's it might be affecting my close-up vision because my glasses are just a little bit too strong. So
0: that's starting said, with the good news.
1: Yeah. Um. But then he was like, but I'm not going to like give you a new prescription because honestly, you probably wouldn't like it Um. because it'll still make you feel like you're not seeing things as clearly because you're used to this prescription. Then he was like, but your actual two problems are your eyes. Basically, he said, I don't remember what he called it, but there were two issues that my eyes have that they have a harder time focusing on things up close. And then they like have a harder time. There's just like a specific difference distance that like my eyes don't like basically is how he put it um so like the distance of like normal reading things my eyes just don't like it so he's like (laughs) you have two options you can train your eyes and like do exercises and he was like yeah so just do this one thing like for like a minute at a time like five times a day for like three weeks and then see if it gets better i was like that sounds like a commitment that i will not follow through on
0: what is the exercise
1: um basically just like take a piece of paper that he was gonna give me like a little card and just like focus on it really hard and then like move it closer to my face and hold it there for like a minute and just like stay focused on it. Just like a training exercise. But he was like, yeah, to do it effectively, you do it like five times a day for like three weeks straight. And I was like, that probably will not happen if I'm being really honest.
0: No offense, Nat, but that doesn't sound like (laughs) that big of a deal. And it's free. You just take the card and you run with it.
1: I mean, yeah, but realistically, am I going to do it? I just know that I'm not. I just know that I am not going to do that. So my second option was to get these Lenses that he called them a sink lens. And I think they're called that because that's like what the brand is. I don't think it's like the word sink. I think it's like a brand. um But basically, it's like my regular prescription, but then an additional like part of the lens that he called a relaxation zone. So, like, hmm. it's just a different lens that, uh, that like allows my eyes to focus easier. And so he like showed me the lenses. He had like, you know, the little pretend lenses and like just had me hold like a thing to read and then put them in front of my glasses and I was like oh my god I can see like you know the the feeling you get when you put on like your new prescription glasses and you can see the leaves on the trees it was like that but with like words on a paper um, so much better. So I ordered those and I was talking about it as he's like filling out the paperwork and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't have been shocked if you'd said I needed bifocals because my mom's had them since she was like 40. And he was like, oh, well, this is basically beginner's bifocals. You'll probably need those in a couple of years.
0: (laughs) These are the training wheels.
1: I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to have bifocals by the time I'm 30.
0: Yeah, that's true. You're, what am I, 26? You're 24. 26. You are 20. You're older than me? Why do I always forget? No, you're not older than me. I'm 26. Yeah. <laughs> age. We're
1: the same age.
0: Not about me. You're just
1: like three, four, five months older than me.
0: So you've got training wheel bifocals.
1: Yes. So Did I am 26. Did that make change your mind?
0: And are you going to take the free card now? The free card?
1: No, I still got them because it was just so much better. And he was basically like, you can do the like eye exercises, but eventually you're going to need this. And you could just do it now. And mm. it's easier. See, I and thought...
0: If you did the eye exercises, that would be a permanent fix.
1: I kind of thought that at first, too. I still chose the lenses over it, even though I probably could have, you know, in that circumstance, should have chosen the test or the training, whatever. But then he explained to me as I like, I kind of like made a joke like, oh, well, you didn't say bifocals. And he was like, well, they kind of are bifocals and you are going to need those like somewhat soon.
0: I would start planning your outfits around them. I will put it that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I... Then came home from the eye doctor and told Sam that he is married to the oldest 26-year-old he knows because I'm going to need bifocals before I'm 30.
0: I swear, you and Cody are <laughs> in an arms race with each other for oldest 20-year-old in the country. Between eyes and backs valid. and just general interest. Health. And I love your interest. <laughs> Health, yes. Woof.
1: And also I, I'm interest. Not lie. Sam and I go to bed at 9 p.m.
0: Oh, I go to 9 b- at p.m. If I'm lucky. In that, I wish <laughs> I could go to bed at 9 p.m. Usually, it's more of 10.
1: Um, but yes,
0: and they're called sync lenses. Is this a new thing, or is he just trying to be polite?
1: Um, like a new thing to me, or like in general?
0: In general, is this a new type of technology?
1: So he said. So I was telling him that like my mom has worn bifocals for several years, and he was like, "Oh, well, your mom didn't have this technology," and I didn't want to be like, "My mom's 40." but you know (laughs) um, not really she's 47 but like still she's very young for a person my age's mom right Um, and clearly he thought I meant that she was like you know 60 but he made it sound like it's a newer option but then I asked my mom well I you know told her I was like hey thanks for your terrible eyes but um, then I asked her if she had gotten these because she knew what they were and she said that she was offered them but at that point she only wore contacts so Mm -hmm. she didn't get them because they don't really have a contact version of that though now she wears bifocal contacts. Do you know that's a thing? What? Basically, one eye is close and one eye is far away.
0: Oh, I don't like that.
1: It's super weird, but she said that like once you adjust to them, you don't even notice it because like your eyes are super weird. I don't know how much you know about the eyes and like how they work. And I'm not, you know, I don't know a whole lot, but I've like read some things about it. Just like one of those like, oh, this, did you know this? It's so crazy. And the way that your eyes work is nuts. So I totally believe that once you put those in and your brain adjusts to it it's just automatic like you don't think about it
0: so what happens when she closes the for example the eye with the farsighted lens in it
1: i mean then she wouldn't be able to see far away but if both eyes are open which is usually the case her vision just kind of adjusts (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how often do you walk around with just one eye open
0: more than i care to admit (laughs) (laughs) huh really bifocal contact lenses.
1: Yeah, it's super weird.
0: So what happens if you were to do that with glasses, where you made one lens far si- for the farsighted and one side for the nearsighted, instead of splitting it horizontally on both lenses?
1: I don't know. I don't know if that would work the same, because I feel like with your glasses, your brain is more aware that you're wearing glasses, because you can always see the outline of them, you know? That's like true. I don't know everything about how the eyes work, but I do know that they are super, like, adaptive. Like, your eyes basically make things up if they don't know what's going on and they just fill in the blanks automatically. Oh yeah,
0: both your brain and and your eyes and obviously your eyes are an extension of your brain fill in the gaps for so many things. Mm -hmm. The things that you're actually processing is surprisingly low compared to what your brain is just coming up with from memories and just general guesswork. Mm
1: -hmm. But I I feel like it would be different with glasses because on some level your brain is aware of like... your. Glasses. So it might be it might process that differently. But I don't know the answer to that. It'd be an interesting question for an eye actor.
0: There's a book and it's called There's a book called Unthinkable, and it's about interesting cases with the human brain, and they use Mm -hmm. those cases to springboard and talk about things that happen in most people's everyday life. And I believe there's a section on the eyes. Mm -hmm. I only got halfway through it because it was during COVID, and (laughs) while I was reading it, the 2020 election happened, and I stopped reading for a month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then my, not subscription, my, what is it called? (laughs) (laughs) When you check a book out from the library. You're
1: like, your rental? My rental, sure. Loan.
0: (laughs) That ran out, and I felt bad to re-up the loan, but I just bought it at a half price books, so that is on my fall reading list, and I suggest (laughs) you read it, and we'll come back and revisit this when you have your young person's bifocals, and we'll see if we know more about that. <laughs> Holy shit, is that Patrick Mahomes? No shit. <laughs> I tried looking up those lenses. For the record, when you Google sync lenses and then sync lenses glasses, you will not find what we're talking about. However, you find a very saucy ad of the Patrick <laughs> Mahomes Oakley Cato collection. Interesting. It's only $328 or for interest-free payments of $82 with a firm. So here's the real question. Did you get new frames. I did. You did. Okay, what kind of frames do you have now and what kind of frames are you getting with these new lenses?
1: Um, well, the last couple pairs of glasses I've gotten I've gotten online from just like glassesshop.com which is great, honestly. They're like 50 bucks and they're nice. But because I'm getting the fancy lenses now, I have to get my frames from the eye doctor. So, I did have to get new frames, but um, the ones I have now are pretty round. They're like, to take them off and look at them. Um, they're like kind of rounded um, and like a pinkish orangish color, which is very out of out of character for me honestly. The lady who was helping me pick out frames was like kept pulling a bunch that were the same color as the ones I have now and I was like I don't know how to tell you that these are like I've never owned glasses like this before and right. actually you should be looking at every pair that's blue because every other pair of glasses I've ever owned in my life has been blue. So are you and going blue? And I did in fact blue? get blue once.
0: Okay They're there kind we of like go. blue
1: and pink so a Squ- combination.
0: Square lenses round lenses?
1: Um they're kind of like a uh you know because I'm getting by bi- Focals, and I'm a 80 year old woman now. They're kind of like cat eye shaped, so they definitely look like like old lady reading glasses.
0: Cat eye? I don't know what you mean by cat eye shape.
1: Um, look it up. I don't know how to describe it.
0: Right, that's what I'm doing. Cat. It's like eyed.
1: round with like a pointed corner, basically. It's like a teardrop. They look like librarian glasses. Whatever you picture when you think of a librarian, that's what they are.
0: Oh, the glasses that came up are definitely not. <laughs> unless you did get these glasses, and then <laughs> bravo. That is a new look for you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, librarian glasses. Okay, I see it. I don't think yours are as flashy as these. Unless Probably they are. A... No. They're Ooh.
1: very they're very like thin and
0: Yeah, these ones are emerald green with they're basically bejeweled on the top. <laughs> they're called Tinseltown Pussycat.
1: Yeah, not not quite that. Oh, they but... have a blue pair.
0: Oh, those are actually pretty. I'm gonna send those <laughs> to you. Those are okay. very stylish glasses. Boom. Screenshot. I'll send that to you later. Well I'm excited. <laughs> You're gonna have to post that on the Facebook page. <laughs> All right. Because now everybody's going to want to know what kind of glasses Mm -hmm. you want. See, when I get bifocals, because I also will, I'll either need bifocals or an operation. And I will decide that when it comes to it. (laughs) but I if I get bifocals I want to get really old man looking glasses like big round ones that cover up my whole face Mm -hmm. that's what I think I'm gonna go for (laughs) well I'm glad they figured out what was wrong with your eyes so you can read a little more comfortably now
1: yeah I mean I'm excited I told Sam I was like the worst part of this is that I'm like really excited to get them because just what he showed me like the you know holding the lenses in front of my eyes oh my god it was so much different so it'll be nice and I
0: was gonna say new glasses day is the best i love it when is. i get new glasses it's such I a got, bummer
1: how long they take because like i to wait two weeks to get them and it's always the worst wait because you're so excited to get your new glasses
0: and it's it's funny because even if you like your current pair of glasses as soon as you know that you're gonna that get a not, new pair yeah. you just look at your current glasses on, on yourself in the mirror and you just go hmm i don't like these i want a fresh style
1: that and like That's as soon as I feel like it's as soon as you go to the eye doctor and like they validate that your vision is different. Mm. It's like, that's all you notice. Yeah. Like now I'm like, I can't read anymore. Like I cannot read without my glasses, my new glasses.
0: Take these books and burn them, (laughs) burn them, Sam.
1: So I'm excited about that, but I have to wait two
0: weeks. Well, good. Well, you know what you can do in those two weeks? You can take that free card and you can do some eye exercises
1: (laughs) I can try. All
0: right. Well, we're like halfway through the show already. Yeah. I guess we'll just pivot. This is a long list and we can do the several episodes or we can never return to it. You never know on this show. But essentially, <laughs> we've done something like this before. It's fallout. Have you noticed? We have. And we both love fall. I think I can say that for certain. Two years ago, one year ago, it was one year ago. One year ago, when we had our fall summer season of the Hit and Run podcast, we looked up a list of fun things to do in the summer. And since it's the beginning of autumn, we thought we would do the same thing and tell you guys what you can go out and do during fall of 2022. This list was first on the Google search page, otherwise known as a SERP, search engine result pages. Take that one to the bank. You're welcome. A little uh, industry knowledge there. And there's 65 fun fall activities to try this year, including apple picking. Think outside the pumpkin patch. Guess what site this is on? I'm going to tell you. It's on OprahDaily.com. Oh, boy. It's not It's not Martha Stewart, but we're getting close. <laughs> Here's number one, on, and it's also a slideshow, which I find very fun. Oh. <laughs> I've already gone through a couple of these. So, number one, visit a farmer's market. Though it may seem like a summer activity, there's no shortage of delicious, fresh produce at your local farmer's market in the fall. Look for gourds of all kinds to add to your seasonal decor. Farmer's markets rotate out produce seasonally, which means you can find unique and tasty picks in this fall to add to your roast and desserts. Look for things like Jerusalem artichokes, cranberries, figs, pomegranates, and of course, apples and pumpkins. Do you guys have any good farmer's markets down by you in Columbus?
1: Honestly, we don't. Really? Dublin has one, but it's not. Well, we've never been, but because we're always busy, and it's only on like Saturday mornings from like 9 to 11 or something. But I don't think it's, like, a farmer's market like they have in Howell. Like, the Mm. Howell farmer's market is really cute and nice. But I feel like the one here is more, like, it's less, like, fresh produce and you know local crafts and more like small businesses putting out tents and Mm. like advertising to you and like that's not a bad thing but it's not what i want from a farmer's market you know i want like
0: actual farmers
1: yeah it's kind of like a small business fair which is not a bad thing but it's not a farmer's market and And i haven't found a good one
0: as i say if you're looking for a farmer's market that could be kind of a bummer
1: Mm -hmm. because like that's what i want from a farmer's market is to go get like some fresh produce but i don't know where to do that around here
0: yeah well, you might just have to start one on your own. That's that's your next nonprofit idea. <laughs> start a farmer's market. Vegetables only and some fruits.
1: I'll get right on that.
0: No, St. Louis is, I don't know if they're known for their farmer's markets, but I feel like they should be because there are so many farmer's markets around here. <laughs> The most well-known and one of the oldest ones in the nation is the one that I go to. It's about 15 minutes from our house. It's right over by the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. It's the Soulard Farmers Market. This market has been around, I think, for over 200 years. It was a plot of land originally owned by the Soulard family who, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the first French families to settle in St. Louis. And when Miss Soulard died, she donated that land to the city with the caveat that they had to keep it a farmer's market. Huh. So it's this old, not quite a barn, but a, a barn-like structure. And they have a butcher section. And they have a bunch of small restaurant windows. And they have world-famous Bloody Marys. They have a bakery that has the best focaccia bread and macarons you will <laughs> ever have. And tons of produce, live chickens, vendors. I mean, it's, it's such a fun place. It, next time you and Sam visit, you have to come to the Farmer's Market because it is a delight. And they're open Wednesday through Saturday, which seems oh, like cool. a very good schedule. I've only been in the summer and the spring. I'm very excited to go this fall, though. I will say that. Going to the Farmer's Market in the fall sounds like such a fun activity. I already love going there in the first place. And then to add ball on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. You know you did it right. <laughs> and I guess I have to look for Jerusalem artichokes. I don't yeah. even What is that? that? I don't know. The picture is of pumpkins, two for ten, small. (laughs) You can't list Jerusalem artichokes and not put a picture of what they are. So, if you have a farmer's market near you, that's activity number one. Number two, eat apple cider donuts. I don't know about you, but I love apple cider donuts. Absolutely. And not not just love them. When people ask me what my favorite junk food is, I tell them apple cider donuts and eggnog. I (laughs) crave apple cider donuts on a yearly, (laughs) on a daily basis. But I limit myself to once, maybe twice a year, which might be why I crave them. But Mm -hmm. a fresh apple cider donut at the orchard. Mm. Oh my gosh, Nat. Is there anything better? So good. Is there anything better? Now, here's the real question. On an everyday basis, are you a cake donut person or are you a yeast donut person?
1: Um, cake donuts. I, my favorite donuts are sour cream donuts.
0: Dude. Yes. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that. Such an underrated donut, if you ask me. My favorite. The best. So good. It's what gets you through when you can't have a fresh apple cider donut. That's what gets you through (laughs) the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, I like good, like, old-fashioned cake donuts. Oh, my
0: gosh. Well, now I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what Oprah Daily has to say. When it comes to eating apple cider donuts, they say warm apple cider donuts are one of... I said that weird. Warm apple cider donuts are one of the fall's greatest culinary delights. And we agree. And they can be found everywhere from pumpkin patches to the farmer's market, which we just talked about, to the local harvest festival. And if you're feeling adventurous in the kitchen, you can even make your own no frying required. Are you kidding me? I can make these in... What? Oh my gosh, there's a link to Sally's Baking Recipes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Dude, she has recipes... For chai spice donuts, pumpkin donuts, cinnamon sugar donuts, and baked apple cider donuts. Mm. They're all baked. That oh really good. my gosh. Oh my gosh.
1: Wait, so I can tell you this because this episode will come out on Monday. Um, Sam and I are going, well, so we're we do like monthly date nights that are like surprises. Mm-hmm. So I planned our October date night, and on Saturday we're going to um a corn maze. And dude,
0: those are so fun.
1: <laughs> we've never done it before. I'm sure it's gonna be on this list. Like we've never done one together before. so we'll see how it goes but um it's also like a it's at a fruit farm i've never been there but
0: fruit farm
1: yeah so they're like a fruit farm and like a corn maze and they have like a a store with like product like um they make like fruit jams and stuff and so there had better be some like fresh donuts there because it sounds like there should be and i think you can do like apple picking and stuff there too so they should have good fresh apple cider donuts i
0: was gonna say if they don't you need a boycott (laughs) And then make your own. I think you have to make your own no matter what.
1: It does sound interesting. But
0: they better have their own. You know what the best is, is when they have a variety, they have the apple cider donuts and they have the pumpkin donuts. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck with the corn maze, for the record. I am not very good at them. I've done them twice, once in fifth grade. That was interesting. <laughs> and then two years ago, I went with Hillary to the corn maze at Eckert's. And it was cut in the shape of the blue Stanley Cup <laughs> logo in, in the Stanley Cup trophy. And if Hillary wasn't with me, I probably would have died there. Because I am you didn't, terrible at corn mazes.
1: You didn't go to the one in Fowlerville?
0: Nope, nope. I've only, that was like
1: the place to be in the fall in high school. Are you talking and about Spicers? Like, yeah, it was like no, right in between Howell and Fenton.
0: I've been to Spicers. Once in my life it was eighth grade We went with our friend Zach Vasquez and his brother and his cousin and we just ran around the apple orchard Throwing apples at each other as middle school boys do and that's the Uh only time I've ever been to Spicers Jordan's gone so many times (laughs) With friends when we go to the apple orchard back home We go to Mueller's and Linden because it's closer and it's kind of smaller So you're not dealing with such a big crowd because right. um, there's there's two types of apple orchards, and th- we we have the same situation here in, in St. Louis. There's the big experience one where you're going to spend hours there, and they've got the mm-hmm. corn mazes, and they've got all the fruit. As mm-hmm. you said, you're going to a fruit orchard, and they've got pumpkins and apples, and Eckert's has pig racing. Pig racing. What? Yeah, that's the experience orchard. That's the Spicers. <laughs> then you've got the Mueller's, and I, I, I love this orchard, and I always get the name wrong. I think it's, it starts with a B, and it's an old German name. That's what I'm gonna say. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the name next episode Or I guess I could look it up while you're talking But that's that's the smaller orchard Just as good, but not as big a crowd You're still mm-hmm. going to get the necessities What you need, and the small orchard I'm referencing has the best cider donuts And the best pumpkin <laughs> donuts And I also have a pumpkin patch and an apple orchard But that's it, and that's all you need sometimes That is mm-hmm. all you need sometimes But yeah, so it, Back to your original question. I've only been to Spicers once, and I didn't do any of the things that you go to Spicers (laughs) to. I could go into any apple orchard and throw apples at my friends. I decided to do it at Spicers. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Um, Our like senior, we had like a senior hayride there, and we went um, to the corn maze, and like just all of the seniors were invited to go and hang out. It was fun.
0: Oh. A good, a good. What did you say? A corn ride or a? Uh, I was looking up. A
1: <laughs> it was like a hay ride and hay the ride. corn maze. I was say the hay ride hay was ride.
0: lame. Yeah, but oh, hay rides are never lame.
1: <laughs> it was. It was pretty lame. It hay was just like a down the road and back. Mm-hmm.
0: I think you're crazy. If you're spending <laughs> any time on a wagon, you're having a good time. <laughs> Also the name of that orchard, I just looked it up. I'm going to butcher this name even though it's right in front of me. Brautigam? I think (laughs) it's Brautigam. I should know this, I took German in college. I'll just spell it for you. B-R-A-E-U-T-I-G-A-M. It's in Belleville, Illinois. It's right down the road from Eckert's, Mm -hmm. which is nice because you don't have to decide what orchard you're going to until you are on the road, you can look at Eckert's and say, I don't think so. Drive two more minutes down the road and you're at (laughs) Prodigum. Oh my gosh. Orchards are the best. All right. Number three on this list, I think of this more as a winter activity, but I, I think that it, I think that it's usually a fall activity, and it's making mold wine, which I've never done for the record. This European delight is easy to make. Just simmer red wine with warm spices and a hint of citrus. It tastes great, keeps you warm and cozy, and makes your whole house smell like fall. Win-win, (laughs) win-win. Get the recipe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think think that's... To me, it also feels like something you do for like Christmas or um, I guess Thanksgiving even, but not like October.
0: Yeah, there's, there's in Germany the Christmas warm spice wine. I believe it's called Glowwein. That sounds amazing. Oh, you know what? I have had mold wine, and that's a lie. It was actually cider, <laughs> it was spice cider. I take everything <laughs> back I just said. I guess we're making mold wine. This fall, yeah, I don't have much to say about it. It looks tasty. Are you you're a wine person, right? Nah, yeah, I mean, okay,
1: I'm not really an anything alcohol person anymore. So,
0: Oh that's true. Well, I guess <laughs> we're moving on from this one to number four. Stay at a romantic bed and breakfast. Mmm, like that's your, any time of year. Yeah, but this one looks fun. <laughs> Turn your activity into a fall weekend by booking a room at a bed and breakfast nestled in an autumnal autumn yeah, I said that right. Autumnal. autumnal epicenter. Autonomal? Autumnal. Autumnal. Thank you. <laughs> autumnal epicenter like Vermont or Maine. Way to show love to Michigan, Mm. you awful people. Michigan has the best fall colors, fight me on that. You can spend the weekend hiking, lounging, and enjoying seasonal meals prepared by someone else. I think you're right. A romantic bed and breakfast is good any time of year. But, I also love fall colors, so I think that's great. It wasn't in Vermont or Maine, but last year for my birthday, actually the week after your wedding, Hillary surprised me for my birthday by taking me down to just this little tiny one-room cabin on Lake of the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite trips ever. <laughs> that was so fun. So I highly recommend on a cold fall weekend when the colors are still nice and it's going to be sunny, but not not just miserable, mm-hmm. go find a little cabin on the lake and you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What's number five? Ooh, you'll like this one. Take a scenic train ride.
1: I I do like that
0: one of the best ways to peep the changing leaves from the comfort of a train the East Coast has plenty of active rail We're not all living on the East Coast, Oprah <laughs> Take other sections of the country into consideration I'm gonna amend this while I speak anywhere in the US has plenty of active rail Okay, no, maybe that is the East Coast. Sorry right. the East Coast <laughs> I was going to say, I active... feel like this
1: does apply to the East Coast. Yeah. Though.
0: Plenty of active railways that wind through gorgeous fall landscapes. Try Amtrak from New York City to the bustling art community of Hudson, New York, or hop aboard the Ethan Allen Express in Vermont. I it's guess like, we're taking a trip to Vermont. <laughs>
1: it's like a dream vacation. Just going to like New England, taking a train ride through the mountains in the fall. Ugh, sounds amazing.
0: Take out train ride, and that is a dream vacation. Going, <laughs> new, going to New England in the fall. I can do without that. The train. I I have a com a complicated relationship with trains, and we're gonna leave it <laughs> at that. Next on the list, make homemade candy apples. That sounds oh, I hard. I haven't had a candy. What do you mean? It sounds. I I guess making the caramel can be time consuming, but you know you don't gotta grow the apple. <laughs> I haven't had a candied apple in so long. Any kind of like
1: home recipe that involves like candying something or like making your own like candy or caramel just ends up being way more complicated than you want it to be.
0: Oh, Oh but here we go. So there's a a little twist at the end of this description. So many of fall's greatest delights trigger memories of childhood nostalgia. Indulge in the old-school treat of candy apples by making your own with a variety of toppings that are yummy. Alternatively, these, this sounds amazing, these chocolate turtle apple slices are always Mm, a hit.
1: That does sound amazing. Oh
0: my gosh, I've already picked up three Delicious (laughs) recipes this episode. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This looks delicious It looks like a candy bar on a stick, but there's also apple under there So you don't feel (laughs) completely guilty eating these these little bites of heaven combine crunchy apple slices chocolate and caramel for the most divine Variation of a caramel apple and way way easier to eat It does look easier because you're just slicing the apple But it's instead of when you think of a traditional apple slice you think of a wet. Edge. These looks like you're literally slicing the apple like you slice loaves of bread. Oh, and they got crushed pecans on top of that Oh, mm, I that think I know bad. what I'm making this fall, but yeah, you're right candy apples I feel like I'd pull a tooth out if I tried eating one now and I have healthy teeth <laughs> Do you remember the candied apple suckers? Yeah. Oh, I used to eat the crap out of those when I was a kid, and I haven't had one since I was a kid, and I don't think I'd ever eat one again in my life.
1: I had one relatively recently, and by that I mean like in the last couple of years, I think. I think like my coworker put one in all of our mailboxes or something for Halloween, and so I ate it. And I felt, my teeth felt so gross after. Oh, yeah.
0: I feel like even if you brush your teeth right after, you're still gonna feel gross for the rest of the Mm -hmm. day.
1: Because it's like a Jolly Rancher, but worse.
0: you're, you you got to chew on it essentially you can't just mm-hmm. you know tootsie pop it yeah <laughs> you got to actually bite into it <laughs> and i feel more often than not in it i don't know if this is just the texture of it but you're always thinking to yourself is this thing expired is this thing past <laughs> its prime because there's That's it's not chewing like it's
1: so valid though
0: yeah uh, all right well you can make a homemade candy apple and you won't have to eat those suckers. <laughs> or a homemade chocolate turtle apple slice with a pecans. I think we have time for one more.
1: Yeah, I think one more. We
0: might have to come back to this because I'm loving this list. Say just like,
1: just like click like 10 ahead.
0: Ten, okay. Well, um, okay, fine. Just so like to the six. middle of the list. I'm going to close my eyes. Now, have a fall movie marathon. <laughs> Love that. Looking for something to watch? There are tons of fall movies that elicit all kinds of cozy, uh, autumnal, I remembered what you said, <laughs> autumnal Vibes, many of which are available for, <laughs> for your favorite streaming services. I feel like a kindergartner because I I've never had to say that word before and <laughs> I need to be <laughs> taught it. For date night, fire up the Lake House. Never heard of it. Or when Harry met Sally. Okay. Or tap into the spook factor of Halloween and opt for one of the scariest movies of all time. I think they want us to guess that because it's hyperlinked. What, what's your <laughs> guess? My scariest movie of all time is the original Exorcist. Mm. That thing freaks me out. There's also, a, for a new one that I find scary, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It used to be on Netflix. It's not anymore. I hate that they took it off. I love <laughs> that movie. I've only seen it once and it scares the bejeezers out of me. What do you think? What do you think the scariest movie of all time is
1: i mean i gotta be honest i've seen so few scary movies because i just don't like them so i really have no opinions on scary movies at all what the fuck
0: i'm out of free articles fuck you oprah (laughs) i've read one (laughs) i've read one of your articles You know what? We'll just go with Exorcist. But yeah, fall movie marathons are the best. I already have a fall movie night scheduled for October. It's in my calendar. Me mean, Hill <laughs> make sure to do it once a year. It's always a great time. We get the pre-made. Now, I'm all for homemade goodies, but the pre-made, and everybody knows what I'm talking about, the Pillsbury, the little Pillsbury cookies. Mm.
1: Oh. I do know what you're talking about. Isn't, isn't it oh, so good? So good.
0: I think we've kicked off everybody's fall, though. What do you think? There was I mean, Oktoberfest last weekend too, but we, <laughs> we kind of missed that this year. <laughs> huh? Any anything on this list that uh, tickle your fancy?
1: I mean, it all felt very folly. <laughs> what?
0: Okay. Remember at the very beginning when I said the subtitle of this article was "Think outside the pumpkin patch." Mm-hmm. Number twenty-nine: visit a pumpkin patch. <laughs> so not only. <laughs> Are you only allowing me one free article? But in that article, you're essentially lying to me. This is the last time we go on Oprah's website. Oh my gosh. Well, if you liked what you heard, keep listening to us. Natalie, (laughs) what did we learn today? I just, before you say that though, I was a little hostile <laughs> in what I just said. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at Oprah. Let's just get that out of the way. We love you. <laughs> so so Natalie, <laughs> what did we learn today?
1: Um. Well, we learned that romantic bed and breakfasts are appropriate for fall, but also any time of year, not necessarily just fall. We learned that apparently Robbie has a complicated relationship with trains, which we'll have to address at some point. And we learned that the only acceptable alternative to An apple cider donut is a sour cream donut. We
0: also learned that Natalie has the eyes of an 85-year-old woman named Maureen. We learned that mold wine is acceptable both in the fall and in the winter. And we learned that Oprah's website is full of lies. This has been the Hit and Run podcast, and we'll catch you next time.